0: I'm a sea king, a CGI thing I'm here to eat and bear my teeth and shake a tail fin I'm a bikini babe, catching a road wave I'm be surprised, I'm gonna rise and flash my tooth cane. All the buff dudes, safe on the beach food. They're gonna need a bigger phone barrels real soon I'm a sea king, a CGI thing I'm here to eat and bear my teeth and shake a tail fin Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Bucket of Chum, the Shark Movie Podcast. As always, I am your host, Steve Coates. This week, I am talking about Sky Sharks from 2020, directed by Mark... Weiss, weiss, weiss. I don't know how to pronounce this fucking name. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure it's a German movie, so I doubt there's like anybody's names on this like cast or crew I could pronounce. There's like one, one name I can pronounce and it's Tony Tug because he's in this fucking movie too. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to read the plot of this movie just right off of IMDB before we get into everything else. Oh, I'm going to read it like like I'm in a fucking movie trailer too. <clears throat> let's Let's do this. Deep in the ice of the Antarctic, a team of geologists uncover an old Nazi laboratory, still intact, where dark experiments had occurred. In order to conquer the world, the Nazis created modified sharks who were able to fly and whose riders are genetically mutated, undead superhumans. A military task force called Dead Flesh 4, reanimated US soldiers who fell in Vietnam, is put together to prevent the world. From downfall. Yeah, that is some insane fucking shit if I've ever heard it myself. Jesus Christ. They mostly deliver on this plot. I'll get into that more. Yeah, so the company that did this movie, um, or sorry, like the company that did the effects for this movie, did the opening credits for Game of Thrones. Um, they're a German company, and they've done a lot of really impressive work. So the CGI in this movie, you can tell it's CGI, but... It looks good for this movie. Now, based on the poster expectations, it's pretty fucking simple. At least for the poster that I chose, it's just a Nazi zombie riding a shark. If that's the only thing I get in this movie, then I will be a happy camper. Like, <laughs> that's that's all I want. As long as I get one scene with that, I'm fucking golden. That's enough from me. Let's dive into it. We're on a plane, and there's a little girl and her father traveling together. The little girl asks how long it's going to be, he says like that's uh, another couple of hours, but he's heavily distracted by this show he's watching or a movie called Sky Frogs. And actually, at the end credits, after the end credit scene, there is a trailer for this fake movie, and it is amazing. It has plenty of nudity in it, but it's it, which is weird because like he's watching it with his daughter right there or his granddaughter. So that's a bit strange. So to distract her, he tells her to look out the window and see what animals she can see in the clouds. Now my high ass, when I first watched this, thought that he was like literally telling her to like see... If she could see any sort of animal like actually living in the clouds. I didn't realize that it's like, oh like the shapes of clouds, yeah. That was my blonde moment for the week. Then we start going through the plane and we see all the various characters... And then we're with a priest and a nun. The priest tells the nun of how he became a priest. He used to be an L.A. gang member, and Satan had his grasp on him, and Satan parked his car right outside his soul, (laughs) and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's a pretty funny conversation. And then the priest gets really enthusiastic about kicking Satan's ass. And then we spend some time with an Asian man who sounds like he's from North Carolina, and he's just being super belligerent as he orders more drinks. In the cockpit, the pilot sees something on the radar. They don't seem overly concerned by it. They just kind of brush it off. So they're like, ah, yeah, what are you going to do? The little girl spots one of the sharks in the clouds. Outside the plane, we see a whole fucking squadron of Nazis riding sharks around the airplane. If this was the only scene that this happened in, I probably would have been pretty happy, but there is actually more. So, yay. The pilot now seems a little more concerned, like fucking too late one of the sharks launches a missile and when it breaks it attaches itself to the outside of the plane but it makes the shape of a fucking swastika when it does it's amazing not that that like nazis are amazing i just mean that whole concept all right stay with me here the undead soldiers start jumping onto the plane the pilots see a sky shark and it comes to the cockpit and we cut back to the cabin and a flight attendant opens a curtain And one of the zombie soldiers is there and shoots. And here comes the fucking carnage. He slits people's throats. He shoots people. The makeup is decent looking too. The effects are pretty good here. There's a lot enhanced by CGI, but it kind of fits the aesthetic of the film as I was saying earlier. But like there's also a shit ton of practical effects like decapitations, blood, just brilliant shit. One of the sharks rams into the plane making a hole. Body parts go fucking flying and the other sharks like grab arms and legs whatever's flying into the fucking sky. The shark grabs the grandfather character and throws him into the fucking engine. Then some long-haired lady Nazi zombie jumps into the plane. I never thought I would ever say that sentence in my life. Crazy. She takes her mask off. Her face is all fucked up because she's a zombie and a Nazi. Looks ugly on you, bitch. She unzips part of her jacket and then two knives come out of her sleeves and she starts dicing. Like, she is just slitting people's throats left and right, blah, blah, blah. After she's done, the plane catches fire and the Nazis escape. And now we're in New York City. So yeah, we kind of get, like, our credit sequence over here. We follow a girl in a yellow Ferrari as it drives to a building called something like Investigations of ancient war crimes I didn't catch full name but it was something like that it's kind of weird then we see some old man getting an injection from what I gather he's 115 years old but these injections make him younger so his physical body age is 75 years old he has some weird lights attached to his spine as well kind of like it looks like that suit from dead space it looks like that the woman from the Ferrari is coming into the building and going through retinol scanners and all that shit. Uh, this girl played, I want to say, Natalia from Hostel 2005, if you've seen that movie. Uh, she's the brunette one, the brunette Russian girl. So, it was just kind of cool to see a familiar face. I'm Her first name is Barbara. I'm not even going to attempt her last name. I, like I said earlier, I cannot pronounce anybody's fucking name in here. The old man and the woman, whose name is uh, Angelique, watch some footage from the plane crash. They conference in with some people investigating the crash site and give a bunch of information that we really don't need or care about. Then the old man says something about the woman's sister being sent to the Arctic. And we cut to her sister, Diabla, with someone coming up on a giant ship of some sort, like a naval ship by the looks of it, that's frozen in like the arctic ice. The woman opens up a camera feed on her tablet... And we just see two people fucking. Like they are just going at it. <laughs> so we go to the fuckers... And as the dude is pumping away... He gets decapitated. The Nazi- the zombie soldier lays his head... On the dead guy's neck... So it looks like he's fucking her. Since when do... Number one... Nazis have a sense of humor. Two... Since when do Nazi zombies have a sense of humor? <laughs> like Jesus... But I mean, it was awesome, I loved it. The girl kicks the zombie and then shoots him with a shotgun. She starts running naked but is struck down by a group of zombies. They start dragging her through the facility, and Dr. Ricker, who's the old man, is getting a live feed from the dude who's with uh, Diabla, and he's telling him to send help. Diabla is making her way into the ship. She tells Richter they have one of the scientists, and that's whose feed they're watching. He tells her to, like, get the hell out of there, but she just keeps wandering the facility. The zombie soldier dangles the scientist over a pool of sharks. A couple of sharks pop up, one bites her head off, another one takes a chunk out of her side, and then they just dump the body in. Diabla comes across a room with hundreds of zombie soldiers just suspended from the ceiling with Tubes and shit in them So fucking cool Diablo shows Richter but he tells her to get out of there Again and that his past Is starting to catch up with him Oh what does that mean Diablo keeps going she runs into a group Of zombies and takes Them out fucking one by one in a pretty well choreographed and effects-filled fight. Impressive choreographing here and special effects is just dope. I don't have anything bad to say, but it's just really fucking cool. A bunch of the flying sharks return to the ship and start landing. Diablo stumbles into the shark landing room, I guess we'll call it, and the female zombie from earlier stabs her with some syringe, but she manages to escape the ship as it starts sinking into the snow, or I think it's like sinking into the water, like it's actually breaking free. As she looks up, we see the Sharks have cloaking abilities as well as the big-ass ship. Because of course they do. Why wouldn't they be fucking cloakable? (laughs) I don't know. Then we get a commercial for Richter Technologies. It's a super generic, like, hey, we've made advances in science. America is awesome, isn't it? It's one of those commercials. We're with the two sisters... Diabla is laying in some chair, recovering, and Angelique is kneeling next to her, saying she was worried. She tells her dad she's never seen anything like this before, and asks if he knows anything about it. Well, then we cut to a montage. Diabla is showering. Angelique is working out. Richter is injecting himself with whatever. Diabla in the shower starts it looks like she starts turning into a zombie her back and ass start glowing and she collapses in the shower she gets out of the shower and she looks normal and she just joins the other two for dinner so i guess it's a slower process she's not going to turn right away but she is going to turn eventually now the two sisters start asking about the dad's past the dad starts explaining the project and we flash back to 1944 There's a German doctor, Hemlar, dictating a letter about secret projects and anti-gravity tests. A general comes to visit the doctor regarding the experiments, but is annoyed that he has to wait. And while he's waiting, he takes an injection of some sort. I'm assuming it's the same shit that we've been seeing throughout this whole movie so far. The general asks Hemlar for some help, and the doctor starts talking about the serums he's created. Then he turns on a projector and shows the general a video for the project Himmelfost, which is bringing the dead soldiers back to life, essentially. We also learn Dr. Richter helped create this serum, so hence him probably feeling guilty. The serum makes women stronger, more enduring, more decisive, and I can't decide if this is a sexist joke or not because it sounds like it's it's making them specifically better, or, yeah, I don't know. It's just, they kind of put this in here, and then we don't really explore this anymore other than we see this one main Nazi lady zombie leader, I guess. But, I mean, other than that, this doesn't really matter. This piece of information... Is kind of useless, like, unless they're going to explore it more, which they don't. Not in this movie. Maybe a sequel? I don't know. The video then explains they'll use a gas over a battlefield of dead soldiers, and they'll reanimate them, and they will be fucking unstoppable. They then talk about the soldiers getting their flying machines, which are the sharks, which are equipped with machine guns and missiles as we've seen in like the first scene of the movie. The general is super impressed and wants the doctor to prepare a presentation for the Fuhrer. Angelique is not happy with her father's actions. The other sister Diablo realizes that the facility she was at had tanks filled with these sharks. Genetically mutated flying Nazi sharks. Such, like, sometimes words just go together so beautifully. It's, (laughs) it's, no, it's uh, genetically mutated flying Nazi sharks. Like, try and say that five times fast, Jesus. The father then says that there's probably about 20 of these sharks, but that's more than enough to destroy cities. Flashback to 1945. Richter and Hemlar are arguing. Hemlar wants to take a serum and run. Richter wants to stay and fight the Russians at, like, whatever base they're in. Hemmler says the ship has disappeared, so the experiment is a failure. He shoots Richter and walks away, and that's when Richter injects himself. Hemmler gets on a train as Allied soldiers start firing upon the Nazis. Richter then says he was able to come to the West because of Project Paperclip. From what I remember, this is actually a real uh, thing that the US did, probably North America did, during World War II, which is recruiting German scientists to work for Allied forces in a nutshell. Back at the dinner table for family drama time Diablo asks how he could switch sides just like that And his response is All is fair in Love and War I'm sorry Ex-Nazi scientists need to give me a little bit more Of a fucking reason if I'm going to trust them because that shit's not going to work. I need a better fucking reason. At eh, all's fair in love and war. That means you could just switch sides at any fucking moment. Why would anybody trust you? Fuck you, Dr. Richter. Eat a dick. <laughs> we then see a news report of Sky Sharks attacking places in Europe. We see a reporter near Big Ben in London, England. And a Sky Shark attacks the tower. And then the reporter. And then it's just a montage of Sky Sharks attacking various cities. Just, mwah, beautiful. Angelique asks how much time they have, and Richter says about a week. He decides to call a meeting of some sorts and asks Angelique to get a shit ton of people on this call. A shark expert from Japan, a CIA guy, and then we see Tony Todd playing General Frost. And Richter asks how his wife is, so they have some sort of history. And as we later learned, this doesn't really fucking matter either, so great. (laughs) And then a senator, I think it's a U.S. senator, but she's speaking with a German accent, but, like, accents don't really matter in this movie, it seems like, so it was hard to tell. We'll just say she's a U.S. senator, and if I'm wrong, fuck it. A U.S. senator says, They're sharks, but they can fly? Like, bitch, have you been watching the news? Jesus, yes, they can fly. And they're fucking killing everybody. Angelique explains they've been frozen in the Arctic for 70 years and need to be destroyed. Do we need this right now? We don't need the backstory. We just need to know that they're here and we need to destroy them. That's it. All of the people in the meeting start arguing who has better fighter pilots, blah, blah, blah. Again, we don't have time for this. Work together. God damn it. The Japanese shark doctor says the sharks have developed camouflage. I'm sure there's some science jargon in here, but I guarantee you it's all nonsense and doesn't actually make sense. So, yeah. The senator suggests a subcommittee. At this point, they're just kind of making fun of the government going through all these processes, which I totally get, because, yeah, it's true. It's, yeah, they're all idiots. (laughs) General Frost suggests creating a no-fly zone and put the skies under martial law. He gives them the go-ahead for the plan, I think the plan is to use a sonar or solar pulse. Who fucking cares? And then says, like, once they do it, their planes could drop the sharks out of the sky. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, so he says, drop the sharks out of the sky like a hooker's panties at Mardi Gras. For some reason, like, adding the Mardi Gras to it just made me go, ew. Because I just pictured, like, everybody in close quarters sweaty and gross and uh i just didn't need that visualization really (laughs) we see a new report of sky sharks taking out the eiffel tower then we see a team getting ready to execute this mission i guess and richter is on the phone and tells them the antidote is in the case then (laughs) we cut to some air marshal who just wants to go home but he's grounded in the uk i assume and some woman asks what happens if they attack us, and he says he's the best air marshal and no flying fish dance between him and his passengers. We see a squadron of Sky Sharks cloaking. Frost gives the order for the plan to attack. Back with the air marshal, him and the woman notice that their flight is boarding the only flight that is boarding the air marshal finds it like a little suspicious but the woman says she doesn't care and she's getting out of there and they start boarding the plane on the passenger plane in the air we get another montage of some of the characters on here and like it really doesn't matter at this point but one of the funnier moments is when a grandfather is asking his grandson about the game he's playing and asks if he reaches the next level if the main character gets more clothes on And then this busty flight attendant leans over the child, and her tits are pressed up against him. And of course, the grandfather is fucking googly-eyed, but like I said, none of these characters really matter. But then we get a gratuitous sex scene in the plane washroom. We see the sharks start approaching the plane. The passengers start noticing the sharks outside the windows. The zombies start jumping onto the plane and cutting into it. One of them sticks a periscope in, stabs the dude in the bathroom that's fucking right in the head. Blood squirts all over this poor girl. <laughs> and, and But also, like, why in the actual fuck do you need a periscope to see into this plane? Like, just go in. <laughs> like, ah. And we just see her bloody face through the periscope just screaming. It's just non... It's just so ridiculous and unnecessary. I am all here for it. The female leader takes out the pilots and then starts slicing and dicing everybody again, just like she did before. The girl from the bathroom fuck is running around topless still. The zombies then shoot a wire through the plane and then use it to slice everyone up and then rip the roof off this plane. The plane used for fighting the sharks off is finally starting to close in. On the passenger plane, the badass air marshal is pointing his gun and screaming, but not doing shit. So he was so like badass and tough and like, no shark's going to stop me and my passengers. And then now he's confronted with this situation and he's like, oh my god, I'm scared. <laughs> fuck's sakes. Useless. The shark fighting plane fires the pulse but the roof of the other plane finally comes off and body parts go flying and the sharks snatch them up (laughs) as they're coming out of the plane. Angelique tells her dad everything has gone to shit and we learn that her and her dad both know that Diablo doesn't have the flu and what is actually going on because a couple of times Angelique has asked Diablo how she's doing and she's like oh it's just a flu thing or whatever but they know that she's turning into a zombie they know this already. Which makes the next few... uh, Whatever, we'll get into it. Richter then says that I guess the zombies and the sharks can feel her and they won't hurt her because she's becoming one of them and asks Angelique to look after her. Dr. Richter tells Frost that the pulse didn't work and the sharks are mutating and headed towards land. Frost asks why they would be heading to land And Richter believes that they want to kill their maker, as he's the only one that can create an antidote, so they're coming for him to kill him. Richter then says, it's time to let the genie out of the bottle, Project Dead Flesh. The senator asks what Project Dead Flesh is, because apparently this senator doesn't know what anything is ever. And then we get another educational video explaining what Project Dead Flesh is. Can you guess what it is? Do you think they reanimated Dead's shoulders? I sure do. The video explains that during Vietnam, the project was about creating the perfect soldier who they called Damien. Insert a bunch of fucking science jargon here. And then he explains a special unit in the field killed some soldiers and infected them with the K-7B. And they knew that the base would not be able to go up against Charlie's army of the undead. So they sent in Damien. So did they just set up a battle with the enemy using their own tech against themselves? Because it sure as fuck sounds like it. It sounds exactly like that's what they're fucking doing. So stupid. Good God. There are better ways to test this shit. So the soldiers get back to base. And then Richter hooks up his assistant to Damien. So he can control the body. Then we see a bloody battle at the base of undead Viet Cong zombies, and then Damien finally comes in and starts kicking ass. Damien, like, he's a pretty gnarly looking soldier, but this is the, this is kind of where it's stupid to me. Well, not yet, I'll, I'll get there. Damien then rips the receiver out of his brain and starts killing enemies and friendlies, so they basically just lost control of him. We see him on a pile of bodies, and he has a necklace of ears from the people that he's killed common thing you would see in like Vietnam war movies and probably in Vietnam, I would assume. (laughs) Back to modern day, Richter puts a headset on getting ready to control what I thought would be Damien since this is the project that he just fucking explained. But no, on the plane, Diabla is looking fully zombified. She opens the door to the plane and we see it's being followed by a bunch of sky sharks, Zombies start boarding the plane, and everyone starts brawling. Outside the plane, a shark is about to take a bite off the plane, when a ginormous shark behind it bites it in fucking half. This is Project Megalodon, and inside we see Dr. Richter is controlling it. So he is inside this ginormous Megalodon, like extra big Megalodon-sized shark, flying in the sky biting other sky sharks just let that sink in like just if you haven't seen this movie just let that statement sink in <laughs> like it is fucking insane There's bonkers he starts chasing down the sharks and shooting at them taking them out one by one Angelique tries to get the antidote out of a case but Diablo fights her Angelique eventually does get the serum and injects Diablo. The regular sky sharks are attacking the mega shark, but so far I'd say mega shark is fucking winning big time. We see sky sharks falling into the ocean dead. Back on the plane, Diabla comes to. She has been unzombified now. But why the fuck didn't she get the antidote earlier? If they knew she was turning into a zombie, then why the fuck would you wait for her to turn before doing this? So- stupid Stu- everybody in movies are dumb <laughs> jesus christ and then the pilot announces all the zombies are dead and they are headed home the sisters contact dad and they tell him they're on their way and they're gonna eat dinner together and, <laughs> and then we start to roll the end credits but wait there's more some old German woman gives a speech to a bunch of undead soldiers. She puts on a headset, and she has a fucking mega shark. And then we see the army start marching. And now I'm left asking, where's Sky Sharks to? We better get a fucking sequel to this. Because in case you haven't been picking up on this vibe, I fucking loved this movie. This was so much fun. Holy shit. But yeah, then as I said... After all the, like, final credits are done, then we get the trailer for Sky Frogs, which I already described, and then the movie is finally over. Now, some would say the CGI is a con in this, but I would argue different, because the way the movie is shot, having those CGI sharks makes sense and adds to the aesthetic of the movie. But I I wanted to see more sharks, I feel like we could have seen them just a little bit more Because we did focus on a lot of the undead Nazi soldiers. And then there was that whole thing with Damien. Like, oh yeah, look at this badass uh, soldier. We see one scene with him just to say like, oh hey, I'm controlling a shark. You could have cut that fucking scene out completely. Like, we did not need it. At all. Other than that, I think that's a pretty minor complaint. Pros. Fucking sky sharks. (laughs) Like, The practical gore effects were on point. There were boobs. I haven't seen boobs in a shark movie in a while. I remember at least six boobs, but there may have been more. There may have been eight, but like six for sure. (laughs) But I mean, it's Sky Shark. It's sharks in the sky being ridden by undead Nazi soldiers and they all get their asses kicked and die. So what's not to love? This was a great fucking time. Oh, and poster expectations? Nailed it. Like, the poster delivered what it promised. What can I say? It's exactly what I wanted. And, honestly, this was a fucking blast. This is probably the most polished movie I've done a review on. I'll say that. Because it's not the most expensive. I think Jaws 3D had, like, a $20 million budget or something. And this one had about five. But this movie looks a lot better than Jaws 3D. I understand Jaws 3D was in 1983, but... I would say that Jaws looks better than Sky Sharks, but Sky Sharks definitely looks better than Jaws 3D. So, take that how you will. But normally, I I can't recommend some of these movies I watch just because you have to be a very specific type of person to enjoy them. You know, a lot of you just like hearing me talk about them, which is cool. That's why I'm here. But this movie, I actually recommend... If you're into, like, just weird, crazy, fucked up shit, but you don't like bad cgi and that sort of thing i think you will forgive some of the bad cgi in this movie for just how crazy and bonkers it is this isn't like a date night movie so don't like don't be like hey girl you want to come over my house and watch some sky sharks if you find a girl or guy or whoever like that you hold on to them tight and you never let them go (laughs) but no honestly I bought this movie from Raven Banner. It was on a double Blu-ray with uh, Bunny the Killer thing as well. So if you get a chance to check this movie out, I highly recommend it. But that's all I have to say for Sky Sharks. So, as always, you guys can follow me on all the social medias. Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Slasher, all at Bucket of Chum Podcast. You can also follow me at BucketofChumPodcast.com. Go to the website. There's blog updates, all kinds of stuff there. And, as always, Don't forget to leave a review, leave a rating. It really helps the show out. And I will see you guys next time for an all-new episode of Bucket of Chum.